The Brian Golf Show. Four! Presented by Cobra Puma Golf. That was an excellent shot. Yeah, real good form. Officially the first guest that I've actually had in the, we're calling it the Brian Golf Studios here. All right. So the Brian Golf Show is presented by Cobra Puma Golf and a good friend of mine. You know what? I'm just going to say, like, people know you. Mr. Mike Smith from Four College Golf. We're going to talk a little bit about what you do at Four College Golf. But uh, before anything, who's who's Mike Smith other than this really fun guy to hang around and uh, somebody that everybody knows in Jacksonville? That's what I am, man. I'm Mr. Fun. I try to keep it light, try to keep it great wherever I go. Um, Mike Smith's a competitive player at heart, turned college recruiting expert. Um, I, you know, I've, I've helped over 130 junior golfers now uh, through the college recruiting process. I, I, I run a very boutique, very niche, uh, personalized service. Um, a business is called Four College Golf. Live in Ponte Vedra Beach. Finally got the chance to get it over here to the west side. You said and, west side. This is so not the west side. <laughs> west side of Jacksonville is so bad. I got out of my bubble. I <laughs> made it. The west side. We're, we're just happy to be on the west side of the river, if yeah. anything. Yeah, okay. That's it. I'll give you that. That's what us beach people call it here. Yeah, that's messed up. <laughs> and we, 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 just, we just call you all the beach people. It's good to we see you in the flesh beach. again, though. I mean, more than anything, just be here, get the gear right, and, and, and hang out with my man. Yeah, so we don't, we don't see each other often, but when we do, it's always a good time, right? It's obviously it's, it's normally around. It's kind of, it's, yeah, but it's normally <laughs> random in a sense. So we'll kind of be in the same place at the same time. Uh, a lot of that has to do with you being so busy and then obviously me being on the opposite side of town of you. Mm-hmm. You know, being, uh, you know, Fleming Island is very Southwest. It's even, it's West of the rivers, you said, but it's West of St. Augustine. Yeah. And then you've got you over on the beach side, beach people just stay at the beach. Yeah. We're just, uh, you know, born and raised and, and I stayed in my bubble, but now I'm here and, and I will be making many a trip. Well, you need to, and I know you've been sending a lot of players to us and that's fantastic. You've always done that. Really appreciate that. But, uh, you know, for, for me going back to how we met, so we randomly met, um, I remember Josh McCumber when I qualified for the Florida Amateur at Fiddlesticks in like 2016. Uh, McCumber hits me up and he's like, dude, I know both of the guys you're playing with in the Florida Amateur. Mike Smith, you're going to love him. He's a Jacksonville guy. And I was like, well, how random is that that I'm playing with you? And then we played with a, a really good player that, that was at JU at the time. Forget his name. Last name started with a U. Um, Sam Ulan. Yes. Yeah, not to be confused with Peter Uline. That's right. You know, but I mean, equally great Sam, offers. Great really. player in his own right. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> ton um, of fun. That's how it all started. So with that, yeah. So I randomly meet you. Obviously, you know, get along with you. Great. You're you're very competitive. You're you're like a dog on the golf course. And I remember this because thank you. Like that one time. <laughs> that one time. Like I remember that golf course. That um, day. It's round one. And look, I, I just played well at the qualifier I got in. That's how qualifiers work, right? And then uh, here I am playing with you. You play in all these tournaments. I mean, you are a tournament golfer. I'm envious of that. Uh, one day my wife will let me play in as many tournaments as you let yourself play in. And then when you get married, Mike, when you get married, Mike, when you marry the hottest Karen I've ever seen and met, um, you will maybe not play tournament golf as much. But... <laughs> Anyways, that hasn't been discussed yet. <laughs> it's a but thing, it's, you but need it's to get in the it. cards. It's on the to-do list. I was going to sure. say you need to. <laughs> so I just remember I'm playing in this tournament and I didn't have like a great ball striking day, but my score was fine. I shot par on the first day. And I remember like seven or eight holes in you're on your phone looking at the leaderboard already. <laughs> 
And we I'm had, like, wait. We you, did have live scoring back then. 2015, 16, 16 I think. Yep. That might have been the first year or two of yep. it. So, but I just remember, I'm thinking to myself, this guy's next level. He's looking at the leaderboard. <laughs> I'm just trying to put a score together. And then, you know, I mean, come to find out, like, you know, for me, that tournament, I go back, that's the first tournament I've ever really played in that had a cut. Mm. And, and you, were, you were playing chess when I was playing checkers. Because I, I don't remember exactly, but I believe you were shooting somewhere between 74 and 76 or something, which, you know, probably right then is, is like day one, you're like, shit, I'm cut line. Probably a couple um, over par. Yep. Thinking about the cut line, had the phone out, was, was looking at like a hawk, I'm sure, every yeah. other hole. And then the next day, uh, we play Miramar Lakes, I think, or whatever. Yep. All right. I got the yips. I shoot 80. I go 72, 82. And then I think on the second tee, we were talking about how nervous we were. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I just hit the worst. I was playing like back then I was playing these mirror baby blades and they were like so tiny. And I remember hitting my tee shot on the second hole. I I'll, look, this is the only hole I'll go through striped first tee ball yeah. stripe second shot three putt yeah i was like oh shit <laughs> so on the next hole i'm now nervous because you're got me thinking about the cut i remember that second hole it had a hundred two hundred sixty five yard carry is it in part three the or um, no the, the second hole was the hole where you topped the driver I did. we were both nervous I, did. I blew it right in the water 265 carry tough tee shot yeah I mean, many, many De- reasons to be nervous right demanding like cut line florida am we're, we're in a good spot Having a great time at riding together, by yep. the way, pre-corona. Right. Could high five. <laughs> Four years ago. Get, there was no such thing. <laughs> yeah. The only corona was what was in your cooler. Just such an enjoyable day, though. And that was, that was kind of how we kicked things off. Yeah. And, and I'll never forget that. And you ended up making the cut. I did. Which you taught me a lot, um, you know, in, in ways you taught me a lot. Uh, and I've learned in every tournament I've ever played in. And I, I can pull through the players that I've I played with, right? And uh, Absolutely, I, yeah. I remember going... You know, I didn't play good that second round. I missed the cut, you know, I think it was like six or seven and I was 10 over because of the 82, right? And I just go, there were four shots out there. Like if I would have focused and grinded like you, I would have, I would have squeaked in. But, you know, like tournament experience and playing in tournaments, you learn that through that. And that's, these are things yeah, that I, I only get to learn like once a year. I, I think through tournament golf, like you said, you learn a lot from your playing partners, your opponents. Sometimes even you're in the final group and you learn someone from somebody that's kicking your butt. Yeah. Um, but you also learn a lot about yourself. Too. Right. You learn a lot about, like, like as you guys at Steez and Tees, you're big Arnold Palmer fans. Yeah. Arnie always said, swing your swing. Right? And swing your swing means there's there's really only one way for you to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, but you can, you can pick up on subtle nuances that someone else might. It might be a crazy subtle nuance that you've never seen before. It might be something that everyone does. Right. But picking up on that, implementing in your own game... You know, that, it's always really good to experiment and be imaginative like that. And I think the best players in the, in the world do that. Well, and that is the difference, right? From the, I mean, I think Justin Thomas recently, I think he was on uh, Golf Subpar, another podcast uh, with Colt Nost. Yeah. Um, man, they're so good. I forget the other guy. I watched it. Yeah. Did you watch that? I did. When he talked about like the difference between like this year and last year and even the year before is rounds that were 74, 75 are now 69 and 70. And that's that same thing. Like in the amateur level, that's the difference between shooting yourself out of a tournament and shooting 82 yeah, and, and versus 74. At the end of the day, we're talking about someone who is at the, the top of their craft, even in junior golf, even in college golf, even in amateur golf, but he still didn't learn everything until he got right. to the next level. Just very, it's, I mean, and, it's crazy. And you can only learn that though by experiencing like, and to your point, like going through the, your peers, then you might see yep. it. It might be on round one. It might be to your point, you know, in the hunt, 
you know, to, to win yep. and you're just playing with somebody who's just got their shit together and you're like, man, I shouldn't be here. I've had those moments where I'm like, I, I mean, going back to Evansville, I remember like at this time, Dylan Meyer, you know, Dylan Meyer. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was like all American, he was like Illinois. 11 or 12. Yeah. And now here I am like 21 playing in this tournament. And, um, you know, it's, I'm like in like fourth place going into the final round and I'm just going, I shouldn't be here. The, like the golfers in Evansville, Indiana, like you think Jeff Overton went there and all that. I shouldn't be here. And what happened? I, I got beat by a 12 year old that day. Right. Were you intimidated? No, no, no. I didn't play with him. Okay, okay. And I don't think like, I don't know if our scores were that crazy different overall. I might've actually been ahead. You might've shot worse overall, but that day I just remember going like, dude, I, I, sh I shouldn't be here. And that's what happened. I ref like my attitude reflected on that. Yeah. I think as golfers, like it's, it's needless to say, like we put ourselves in such a vulnerable situation. Yeah. Like we're, we're always in the quarterback position, right? We're always, always by the yourself. point guard. We're always, always alone. Yeah. We're always in a vulnerable position. So, and people don't realize that. And you get out to the, you get out to the golf course, you got in a tournament. And if you don't have your a game, you have your C minus game one day on a hard golf course, you're going to get exposed. It's, I mean, that's what, that's sucks. what the next level does to guys and, and guys that can, you know, have the fortitude to work through that are guys that end up really getting the experience they need and, and growing and getting better. Yeah. Well, and, and to kind of lead into what you do at four college golf, which I think is so unique. I don't know anybody that does it. So the fact that, you know, the, the one person I know that does it, um, you know, you talked about like you've, you've helped, uh, you know, uh, around 130 players kind of move on to the next level. That's pretty impressive to me because I think of it as, you know, if I had, I don't know, 130 players that I made better in the fitting bay. And I, I had that Rolodex and I knew them and I, I was part of all of their experience. Like that's a significant amount of people that you've helped, especially because you only have so much time, you know, so many people that you right. can work with. But I look back at like junior golf in Indiana and I, my parents didn't understand any of it, right? Neither did mine. Okay. And that <laughs> might be how you got to where and, you and, got. And there's 130 different journeys that I took. Right. And that's the coolest part. I think everybody's on their own path. Um, not to success, but to finding the right fit, finding the best fit for them in college. I always say there's really not such thing as a perfect fit. Right. There's no perfect school. There's no, there's no utopian school where you build the school and it's absolutely perfect for you. But there definitely is the best fit out there. And it's been a lot of fun been very challenging you know I've learned a lot over the last five and a half years in Fort College Golf and, and doing what I do but it's been really fun you know back then I you know I kind of had to fake it till I made it in a sense I, I get that and, and, yeah, and, I know and, how that is that's what I did my you know, first whole year in fitting and I think in 2015 I almost felt like I had to understand the entire NCA handbook right all 365 pages or whatever it is right um, and I don't and right. there is, and there is an actual literal NCA handbook. There is. It's, yeah. it's, I, I hope they don't cut any trees down to, to do that anymore. Oh, I'm sure they do. Um, I'm sure they do. I'm They're sure there's probably, some lawyers in a back room yeah. in Indianapolis that, that have it under control. You know what? My, <laughs> my home course just cut trees down in Indiana and they were celebrating about it. I bet it was that the was NCA. It, it was for the handbook mm -hmm. push. I knew it. So that being said, like, you know, you think that you've got to know all this like by your hand and you kind of found out that that's, that's kind of maybe a waste of time and resources. Well, Obviously you're the most knowledgeable person that I know about it well, and you spit some well, thank crazy you. And, truth. And there, there actually are quite a few professionals in, in my industry that do exactly what I do. And I think we're all very different. Um, half my business is in, a, in essence, player development. And when I say player development, we're talking goal setting, we're talking stat keeping, we're talking kind of uh, in a sense, um, taking a, a mental approach to the game and helping right. them through some of those struggles and experiences. 
And then the, the major piece of my business, the other half, if you will, uh, is college recruiting and, and really structuring the outreach to coaches, the communication with coaches. And then at the end of the day, putting, putting my players, my athletes in a position where they can go and either be on an unofficial visit right. or, or sit in front of a coach um, to where they can build that relationship and actually you know, potentially get a scholarship off at the end of the day. And so how often do you find players, because I'm just going to relate it to myself, because I feel like when you said there's no perfect situation, there's no perfect school and all of this. Right. Um, when I was, I was behind because I, I didn't play in 18-hole tournaments. I didn't do any of that stuff. I didn't play back then. It was the Pepsi tour and the Mountain Dew tour. And I look at some of my peers, like some of my friends, and they would played. And these are friends that became my friends years later. If they were my friends at that time, then I would have played you know, I would have played in those events probably. Sure. And so when we came to like 18 hole tournaments, I was so unprepared sophomore year, junior year, you know, like I literally was a top player sophomore and junior year in my conference and then didn't make all conference, meaning I didn't get top 10 senior year. I win, but, but our County tournament, which was a way more competitive was nine hole one day, nine hole the next. And I made all County sophomore, junior and mm -hmm. senior year. Mm -hmm. Right. So I ended up going to a junior college because I didn't get I didn't get any um, real attention my junior year because I didn't consistently shoot under par until my senior year. And, you know, as, as you know, I'm assuming sophomore and junior year are pretty formative years as far as oh, yeah. where you're going to end up going. Like by, by the time you're a senior, you should almost at least have it narrowed down. Almost right? all of those 130 players I've worked with have been between 15 and 17 years old. They're so, dead on. So there yeah. you go. So with that being said, I, I made the mistake of going with what was free and a bad program with five or six really good players. And I felt very out of place. I was kind of, I was only an hour and a half away from home, but I was weirdly homesick and things like that. Sure. And then um, when I went to, um, to visit Anderson College, Anderson University mm -hmm. in, uh, in Indiana, it's a Christian school, division three. I would have gone there and excelled, and I know I would have. It would have been a better program. We would have sucked as a team, right? It would have been terrible. Yeah. But I would have been the number one player still shooting, you know, 70s, and I probably would have went for four years. Instead, mm -hmm. I flipped it, and I quit my, my freshman mm. year of junior college, right? So how often, and I guess you're catching players and before they can make those mistakes, right? How often do you hear those stories? How often, like... Is, is what I went through why you exist? All the time. Um, we were on the transfer portal just the other day looking at all the athletes transferring from one school to another. And obviously with the coronavirus, this has changed. Right. But there's over 500 athletes since August 1st that have gone on in men's golf that are looking for another home. Yeah. And all of NCAA sports, it's over 5,000. So there's a lot of athletes out there. Don't get right. me wrong. At a lot of schools. But that's a lot of people saying either they don't, you know, they're not happy with their situation or they got it wrong in the first place. Exactly what you just said. Uh, which is just, it's so hard. So talk to me through like the process of what you do. Do parents reach out to you? Do these kids find you? How do you yeah. get a client? And then how do you hold that client's hand through the next three, four years? You know, early on, it was, it was a lot of travel. It was a lot of hitting the road, you know, seeing faces, um, you know, talking to parents at golf tournaments on the road. A lot of, a lot of trips to Orlando, personally, right. for me. 
uh, and Sea Island and and all over the place. The hot spots, nah. the hot spots for uh, you know kids that are pretty talented and they're they're all you know we're lucky down here in Florida. Yeah, um, you know I think our if you look at the junior golf scoreboard rankings, our two hundredth ranked player probably is top ten in any state in the Midwest or in the Northeast. Yeah, agree. Right, and just because it's your quantity, I experience. There's more golfers. There's more golf courses. There's there's more everything. Um, But most of how I find my clients now is word of mouth. It's 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 really awesome because I have guys that have invested in themselves and invested in my program that have friends and and they need help as well. Right. And there's nothing better than helping a past client. Right. That I'm still that I'm still talking to. Still, you know, looking at their career and saying, are they happy? Mm-hmm. You know, are, and, and I don't, you know, when, when someone verbally commits to a school, right. I, 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 most people throw parties, right. Most people think it's, it's the, the absolute day to celebrate. And I think as an athlete, you should celebrate, you should go out and enjoy that time with your family, especially signing day. Um, but when in my line of work, I tell them, I don't celebrate until I get that phone call freshman year, fall semester. And they say, Mike, I absolutely love it here. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, that that's when I can sit back and say, okay, we did our job. Yeah, because right. you would have, because I would have called you and been like, you would have called me. What you would have been one of those like, five hundred on the transfer portal. Right? Yeah, where can I go next year? Yeah, right. Like, where can I go? I was already and, thinking that. And if we want to talk a little coronavirus here, um, since since twenty twenty, you know, and coronavirus hit, the NCAA has extended. So last in 2019-2020 school year, they what they did is they extended the eligibility of the seniors. So it's it's become this problem because. The, basically, the world of college golf is over at over capacity yeah, right now. Right, and there's a class coming in that there's no spots for them. Right? Exactly. Yeah, and you have five classes of golfers where in the past there's only four. Right, so there's re- there's the recruiting freezes. I think a lot of coaches feel like they're in limbo right now. Their athletic directors aren't giving them the go ahead to bring in more players than they normally would. Right, because the seniors don't know what they're doing yet. Right, and now we're still in, we're still having. Problems we don't know. Only 58 teams in men's golf Division One competed last semester, in fall right. of 2020. So we're really trying to see what's happening here. You know, come spring 2021. So then let me ask you this, because you probably have the number. How many of those seniors, right, are um, the I don't know the Aaron Weisses of the world, the Wyndham Clarks. You know, I, I don't know why I'm just thinking of yep. ducks, but you know, the, you know, you know where they're going, right? You know where yeah. they're going. The Matt Wolfs, you know, things like that. You know, they're going. Yep. How many of those are there a year? I think you have. Well, you got a small percentage for sure. Extremely I mean, right. Um, the guys that actually make it. Well, I heard a stat. I don't know where I heard this, but somebody said, "What year you're born, Mike?" I said, "1990." I'm 30. Yeah. And they said, "Great." You know that in 1990 there will be two young men that have longer than a 10-year career on the PGA Tour. That's ridiculous. And that's been, that's, that's, that's been true. Those are the yeah. numbers. That's right? ridiculous. So that, I think that's one of the Wait, craziest things. Wait, say that but again. Say that again. Of, in your birth year, what year were you right, born? 85. So there's two people on tour that, that will have longer than a 10-year career, a consistent longer than 10-year career right. on the PGA Tour. Okay. So the Aaron Weiss, they're, they're very hard to come by, but you have them. And you know, I think now technology's changed. Like these guys are getting in. I see them in my business at 13, 14. I'm really lucky to get some guys that young right. and see how they're taught, how they go about changing their equipment with you and all the, all the things that they have control of now, where in 1996, we didn't have control of that. Well, true. Right. And it was all about what, what, the what can you curve, shoot? What can you shoot? And like, not you only know. that, the coaches are getting better. Mm-hmm. The technology is getting better. Right. So everything's really amping that up where you're having 14 year olds now that are really 
you know, what would have been a 16 year old or 17 year old back in, back in the nineties. Right. And they're incredibly, incredibly accelerated. We see that. So, yeah, see that I, with you know, you're, you're going to have more and more of them. Uh, I got, I got, you know, 20% of my players that are swinging at 120 miles an hour with driver and, and bombing it 20 yards past it's, me. It's a requirement so, though. So big it's ego almost, check it's for almost, sure. Yeah, no, no, not at all. It's a requirement though. You know what I'm saying? It like, is. You have to, you, you at your level and the amateur level, you don't have to swing that far to, or that hard to compete. Uh, for them, they have to, because they've got somebody, they've got all of their peers are doing it. Whereas, you know, if you swing 120 miles an hour and Florida state, you know, amateur level, you're top percentile. Obviously, oh, no doubt. Right. So, right. And I've learned how to hit my technology, right? I grew up with technology that was really hard to hit. I learned how to wear that dime spot out on my, on my, you know, my Titleist blades. Right. I don't even remember the number from, oh. from 2004. When you're five years younger than me. Yeah. So they were like 690 CVs. Or, or, or we said or the 975 J, right? Yeah. That driver Great had a much driver. smaller sweet spot than that Sim Max that I was just hitting. Yeah. You know, you actually, you were hitting the Sim and oh, okay. it was, it, yeah. So, you know, right. it's still a I, massive sweet spot, but it's just a tiny bit smaller than the Sim Max, but we're waiting for you. Uh, so dialed you in Ventus 6X blue. We're going blue with this guy. Can't wait to come back but, and put but, it in play. But we got to wait for Sim 2 to come out. I just saw a picture of it. We can't talk about it. There's like embargoes, but it looks pretty sick. And I'd, I'd be very happy for you to play that because of the colors, you know, it's just some team colors there that, uh, I don't know. Do you have any, do you have any team color? What are your team colors? You're a Jags guy. Oh my God. You're a Jags guy. You know, when I, when I can leave the beach and I don't have, it doesn't take me that long to get to the stadium. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Jags fan. No, I die hard. Absolutely yeah. die hard Jags fan. Well, you grew up here. Grew up here. Um, no, other than that, I, I guess the blue, I could be a Magic fan, right? At the end of the day. Struggling team, so. Yeah. No, we don't have an <laughs> NBA team here, so you'd be all right with that. We go to Magic games when they're playing the Pacers. That's it. Yeah. I, I got to make sure, like, for the little guy that he doesn't accidentally become a Magic fan. Yeah. You know, like, oh, we're going, uh, he likes to puff the Magic Pacers dragon or whatever. Or, or <laughs> yeah. what is his name? The puff, puff. I've, I've seen that guy before. Stuff. Because, you know, dunk stuff. Oh, the dunk stuffer. <laughs> the, dunk, the dunk stuffer. So, so to back to your question, though, yeah. there's, there's the elite. There's that, that, that 1% of the 1%, the Matthew Wolves, the Victor Hovlins, the, the Aaron Wises of the world. Um, but it's scary and, and silly how many underrated, bigger name players from, you know, if you think about it, they grow up, they're, they are the spotlight in their local area, yes. right? They are the spotlight in their regional area or in their state, perhaps. And then they go into college golf and they might be a conference All-American, but there's only, there's only, there's three All-American teams, right? Ping, first team All-American, second team, and third team. And there's honorable mention. There's only 40 players in the country in division one, two, three, and in the NAI that make the Ping All-American team. So a lot of these guys are under the radar. You don't get a lot of these these players that you know unless you bomb at 370 <laughs> or unless there's a story right yep. you know unless there's some it. narrative behind yeah. it you don't get noticed so um I, I i do think you know the state of our game the state of college golf especially the state of junior golf is very healthy right now and and we're going to see some pretty impressive things happening here over the next two years well that's good for you so how, how does somebody like you know if somebody's a parent, or maybe they're just, they're young. It's good for me as long as I don't play with them anymore yeah. and, and have to check my ego every time I get outdriven. No, I'm going to, we're going to work <laughs> on that. We're going to get you dialed to a point where you pick up some, I told you, we're going to. 112 doesn't cut it anymore. We're going to outmetric these kids. I'm telling okay. you, I'm going to get you dialed. Some of them just like pick the, the shit up off the rack yeah. and they go, right? Well, 
Unless they got the parents that are pretty crazy and they bring their kid Problem in. Problem like is, when day. I send them in here, they're going to get dialed and have no chance. You got no chance. I'm, no, you got no chance. Because as soon as they walk in here, they're in my world and I got I to treat and them And that's right. what it is. They are getting fit at 14, 15, 16 years old now. And a lot of times, you know, they're pretty accomplished players by that point. You know, they've played hundreds of local events. They've had success at the regional level and they're just getting to that national stage. They're, they're getting ready to really play college golf and, and play at a high level in amateur golf. Right. So if, if somebody wants to get into this, um, you know, as far as having Mike Smith as a, which by the way, your Instagram, I think was like psycho Smith when we first met. Oh yeah. Still out there. Is it still Personals there? Personals out, yep, out there. Exists. You'll see some engagement pictures. All right. So unprofessionally, you can find him at psycho Smith, but let's professionally. P-S-Y-C-H-O. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, I was like, why am I playing? I'm playing with this guy and he goes by psycho Smith. <laughs> I, I mean, and then you are. It's either that or the other nickname is Yosemite Sam. That was, that was way back in the day. How does How do you even get that? Well, I, I don't, I don't. So, I mean, I, I, I could see you being that competitive, the psycho aspect of it, but um, very accomplished. More what professionally, you, do. you can find me at Four College Golf. Yeah, and that's F O R E, like four. That is. Right? So, fourcollegegolf.com. Yep. Four College Golf on Instagram. Mm hmm. Easiest way to, you know, can, can people, because obviously like people that listen to my podcast primarily are going to be from Instagram, you know, things like that. I, I get a couple, you know, people that leak in here just to leak in here because they found a podcast, but um, can people DM you, talk to you about all this stuff? Absolutely. Like, like, like I say, everything goes down in the DMs. Yeah, that's feel it. free to DM me. Uh, I'm always always open to have a conversation about golf. Uh, any any recruiting questions, anything specific to the coronavirus and how the NCA is kind of reacting to that, I'm happy to answer it. It's happy. very serious. Like you know, obviously, like you know, it, everything's. There's been... a lot of a lot of young men and women out there um, in, in the 2021 class and the 2022 class. Effectively, what that extension has done is cause a four-year problem. Yeah. And there's a lot of families thinking about taking gap years. There's a lot of families not understanding when expected date of graduation is because that's changed or uh, what the eligibility looks like on the other end of this because they take a gap year or something like that. So if you have any questions like that or just general college recruiting questions, I'm happy to, would love to break it down and would love to meet you guys. Yeah, so for College Golf, make sure and hit up my friend Mike Smith. Good guy, great player. Uh, you gotta follow him along too, just cause you know, you're, you're on, I think you need to post more about you too as a player. For real, because I mean, you've got a very accomplished FSGA record, Jack's, Jack's record. You've won the gate, haven't you? I have. I mean, that's just a big, are, are they having that this year? I don't know. The new ocean course is absolutely I'm, beautiful. I'm sorry, like the new, I'm sorry, this year meaning 2021. They did cancel it in 2020. I'm yeah. hoping they have in 2021. Yeah. Ocean course is beautiful. They just redid it. One, you know, there's been five or six redesigns around town and all of them have been, I think, very monotonous, I would say, and, and, and you know, not that exciting, pretty resorty. They, yeah. they made it easier. I think the ocean course was one of the best redesigns I've ever seen. No kidding. I think I, it was Bobby Weed. I'm not, I'm not positive on that. I haven't. Hey, Bobby Weed did Fleming Island, eh? Mm -hmm. he, I mean, he, he like designed Fleming. He didn't redo it. He just designed it. It's, courses are tricky. A lot of, lot of character. Uh, now a par 71. It's one of my favorites. So I hope to see you out there. And now that I'm dialed, I can actually post about that. I know you I'll, should. I'll start playing some really good golf again. We'll get you. I want to see it. You're, playing in, you're playing in the foursomes, um, which is down kind of, uh, what, at Lakewood with My Ranch. good buddy, Will Davenport. Got to give my, my Yale grad buddy a plug. Um, yeah, good friend, and uh, we just made the U.S. four ball, so that was that was su oh my God, super did. super hyped to get in there. Oh my and gosh, we're gonna be funny. heading out to Chambers Bay uh, May. Hope hope to bring the ladies with us wow. and uh, and just have an awesome time out Can there. Can you have I, caddies? 
Uh, I, I believe we can. Man, I don't I don't know if you've got one or not, but my, Chambers Bay is like my to, favorite place. I've ne- I've never been and played any Pacific Northwest golf, so I'm I'm super excited. Chambers, you're gonna love Chambers. Uh, my my friend Anthony, who just walked in here, he actually did not love Chambers as much as I did, but uh, it's, it's it's really tricky. We'll get Anthony dialed too. Yeah, no, it's really <laughs> tricky. It's one of those places where you've got to hit the ball way over here to get the ball to actually finish where you want it, and you'll hit a shot you think is fantastic, and the next thing you know, you're like. Um, why is my ball like 50 yards? Sounds like I might need a 10 yard caddy. I I don't love golf courses that have greens that have bunkers in the center of the green. Yeah. (laughs) Like there's like three holes out there where you literally, if you hit a great shot on the green, you could have to putt around a bunker. I've done that. I I actually hit in the bunker on one of the par threes that had it. And I was like, this is, that's where you need, Brian, that's where you need like one of those wedges with like two degrees of bounce. Right. Yes. And and practice the shipping off the green. Little low spinner shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the little yeah, just That's the one where you, you just clip back. it. I was in here That's working all. on that. So we've got our little putting green from uh, Sinlon, and and dude, I've I've been like trying to clip little wedges off of this because it's so tight and it's concrete underneath. Rolled great today. It, it it's fantastic. They do great work. Sinlon jacks. Yeah, I, I thought I was coming in here and every putt was going to be dead flat, and no. I mean, that, that's a serious green where you, you could work some breaks. There's, there's a couple straight putts, and that's where we, we're going to fit at. But no, I mean, like, you know, you hit, like, some right-to-lefters and yeah. some that'll break a little bit. A lot bit. of variety. It's and really and, cool. and your straight putts for the fitting. Yeah. It's perfect. So, Chambers Bay, real quick. Yeah. Is this going to be your first ever USGA event? My third. I played ha! my... My the third. F- son of a I bitch. played the USAM in 13. That's how I met my fiance. Um, Karen. Met Karen, uh, well, really, really, I met Karen and James Madison. I started dating Karen after the U.S. Amateur. She's from Boston. Uh, I missed the cut. Good buddy of mine, Adam Ball, made the quarterfinals, lost to Matt Fitzpatrick in the quarters. Wow. And played that, and then also played the, where else did I play? Uh, the Pub Links mm, uh, which... at Laurel Hill in Virginia, which I went to James Madison. So yeah. that, was, that was a cool little, little thing, you know, playing a USGA event in in my home, you know, a state where I played college golf. That is cool. So they don't have the Publinks anymore because they replaced it with the US four ball. That's right. So that's kind of unique that you're, the US four ball would be the one that I would have the best chance of ever getting into. Just simple as that. 100%. I need to pick a good partner. I think, I think taking, the same is true. You're clearly taken. So I have got to find somebody who's got their shit together because I, I just, they need to make up for like, I don't know. If yeah, I, unless Will turns pro or, you know, he, he's, when he starts to work at Boston Consulting, I, I don't know if he's going to be a good player anymore. So. Well, yeah. I'm sure he will be. It's in, <laughs> it's, 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 it's in, his, in his blood. But let's think about it like this. I think this. it'd be more likely for him to turn pro than, yeah. than not have a good golf game. We're probably, <laughs> we're probably, if we're looking at anything, we're probably looking at a drunk fest member member when you join Tim Aquana. Absolutely. That's what it's going to be. Timmy's one of my favorite places on earth. It's People ask me, it doesn't matter if I'm in Jacksonville or if I'm on you know, in Texas at my sister's house in Austin, people ask me where my favorite golf course is. I say Tim McQuana every single time. Yeah. I normally, I, in Jacksonville, it's always And they say, Tim no, no, no. In the world, I say, yeah, yeah, yeah that's that the one. Course. <laughs> it's, it's that good. I'm still going to air with Deer Creek Golf Club in Clayton, Indiana. Just give this little, little, you know, public course a, a plug. It's mm-hmm. where I learned the game. There's too many, mm-hmm. there's too many like uh, memories there, right? I just love this golf course. And it's, it's like the dude, the owner designed it like in his English class senior year. And then, oh, you know, baby built it years later or whatever and it's like it's just whatever but that's, like, that's like family a cool course <laughs> I, and i'm excited to play it, it, the potential you were talking about potentially joining there uh i would i would love to we don't play enough golf together 
you know, that's just it. We need to play more golf. We will change that very uh, soon. Give me a think about me for those Monday games, man. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get in those. Absolutely. All right. Thanks my, for having me on the pod. Yeah. Thanks for coming in, getting dialed, getting cleaned up a little bit. And, uh, you know, make sure everyone you go to for college golf, whether you're uh, interested in college golf or not, just go show this guy some love. He's doing something good. And, and maybe, you know, who knows who, you know, down the road that could use your services, you know, Mike services. So yeah. make sure and get them up. Come on over. You'll learn something about college golf. I learned that I actually still have some eligibility if I want, because I only played one year of uh, junior college. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate you yeah. making the trek to the southwest side of Jacksonville. Southwest side. <laughs> I'll, I'll be back very, very soon. Thanks again, Brian.